Today's a good day. Better tailgate song. Arkansas fight song or Arkansas Chris Stapleton? Dude, I mean... Arkansas fight song. You gotta think about it, too. You got the hog wilds in there. You got the... I'd say we're... We have less... Arkansas has less songs about them than most. But we're also a smaller state. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, once Chris Stapleton... Can write a song about us, then maybe one day we'll get the Drakes of the world too. Yeah, but like, yeah, right. Yeah. He's probably already writing up a song now in yeah. response. But it'll probably be like really sad, like somehow, like he's right. about to break up with a girl in Arkansas, mm. and now now he never comes back. Right. Yeah. Uh, my question is, get down to Little Rock for some barbecue. Yeah, that was weird. I've never. I I'm not from Little Rock. You are. There's one good barbecue place in Little Rock. One. Where. Sims Barbecue. Okay. On Broadway. Delicious. I didn't know Broadway was in Little Rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty pretty big deal actually. Most yeah. people didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um they think it's in like New York or something. Yeah. Um okay, so we have a special interview today. Um someone who is on many podcasts similar to the size of and ours. And now probably our best friend. Yeah, he's probably our best friend now. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, we gave him a lot of clout, yeah. allowing him to come on this. Um, he did thank us, though, otherwise I would probably criticize him. Right. Yeah. yeah. I will say, I was very critical on the interview yeah. of some of our players. You need to, it's cool. It, yeah. I've been critical of, hey. Yeah, it's Cole the Kelly. Red Bull I just drank. We're now a Cole Kelly podcast, we can now just transition and just go all in on being thank a you. Hudson Clark podcast. Okay. So, so we're still a gold color podcast. Oh, I just spoiled a little bit of that. We're not a gold It's okay. okay. No, 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 no. Um, so, yeah, we're very excited to share that interview. Yeah. Um, we got uh, JC Hoops on to share some good insights. Yeah, hopefully he'll tell Nikki and Hush that, we, that they're friends of Bolden Wright said hello. Do you think he could help us get a walk-on spot? Dude, maybe. I mean, I've already kind of walked but on. But you didn't go the first time with a recommendation. Yeah, I didn't get my letter of rec, and that's... Just like every job, you want recommendations. And I didn't send in my resume either. What was I thinking? I don't know, Him and so unprepared. Yeah. I heard walk-ons don't even have to try out. They just need to have, like, a headshot of themselves and then a nice resume. Ooh, yeah. And maybe an interview. in that, too, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll kind of we'll kind of jump right into it. We'll get yeah. into our um, haikus. Haikus. Yep. Yes. I actually did a haiku this time. Uh, nice. I'm proud it's of you. It's really bad though. You counted your syllables. I did. Mine's pretty good. I'm not gonna okay. lie. Five seven five. Correct. Yeah. Auburn cheats a lot. Grant Morgan plays like robot. I can't say A. I don't think they all have to rhyme. I think just the first one. It's okay. I'll let you. I can rest. <laughs> I can rest on cot. Like bad. Because he plays like a robot. Yeah. I think it'll help you next time knowing that it doesn't all have to rhyme at the end. Um, I think it's just the first and the last. But also, yeah. we make our own rules in this yeah. podcast. Last week, you said you did a haiku and you had like <laughs> 10, 10. It was pros. I may just go back to that. This guy says he writes haikus and he writes pros over here. I'm like the Walt Whitman of sports podcast. Yeah, just completely. No, I want to be known as Shel Silverstein, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, just for future reference. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Um, okay, here's mine. 
Aggies are a cult. Mm. Whoop scoop, they are a big poop. All recruits should bolt. That was very good. Thanks. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. it. Um, they are a cult. They are, indeed. They're weird, man. I, I just don't... Under, I Like, in all seriousness, like, I've never met someone that goes to A&M that I like. like I I'm, have. I'm, Recently. Uh, yeah. I've heard of other people that I think are really good people, but I don't actually know them personally. I've heard of some good people. Yeah. Um, I've definitely know of some really aggy people. Yeah. Um, it's like, stop waving the towel in my face, man. Yeah. You know? Even Nick Starkle came here and was like, still like, I love my Aggies. Nick would, would still wear his ring. Like, yeah. we get it, dude. You graduated from And Rakeem Boyd is, hates the Aggies, which yeah. we like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they suck and are the worst. Um, I, but I do, I do actually know one. He's, he's a very good guy. Okay. Cool. So. Not the only one, though. Well, I, like I said, I heard of other people. Okay. He's the only Aggie I personally like know yeah. that I really like. I, I, unless I do know someone else that I just can't think of right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll start off with Columbus. Yeah, go for it, man. Um, my first Columbus, uh, Lane Kiffin's math. Normally I would say mouth because, you know, he mouths off a lot. Uh, he talks a lot. Uh, but this time it's Lynn Kiffin's, Kiffin's math, M-A-T-H. Uh, you listeners may have heard of this, but he has to pay a, uh, is it a $25,000 fine? Yeah, $25,000 fine. Um, and uh, someone said, you should pay your fine in pennies, right? So he tweeted out, does someone have 25,000 pennies? Then he changed it to twenty five million. Yeah, and then he changed it. No, no, no. But then he changed it to two hundred and fifty thousand pennies. Oh. And then he changed it again. He had like, he kept replying to himself, fixing his own math multiple times. That's what makes him so entertaining, though. Yeah, it's he literally just owned himself. Like yeah. he just embarrassed. But himself. he embraces it. So I don't even think we have to like in our interview. You know, we talk about a certain Twitter personality against Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Um. But I don't even think he needs to compete against anyone. He's just, he's getting himself. I mean, all you have to say to him is, hey, what's your math like? You know, just like right. go after his numbers. Oh, right. He's but, done. But the thing is that like Ole Miss fans all looked at that and said, yeah, yeah, that looks like good math. Because yeah. you get it because they don't actually yeah, have good education. They're smart, yeah. Because um, they're, they're a sucky school. Yeah. Not as bad as Auburn, though. Yeah, that's one of my Columbus's corruption. Right. Um, no conspiracy, no conspiracist, conspirator, conspiracist, whatever. Whatever. Say what you want. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's our we do make our <laughs> There is something sketchy going on with Auburn. And I am not kidding. It's, it's happened every week. Like the Kentucky game. They could be 0-5. The Kentucky game. Touchdown. Call back. Arkansas. Don't want to talk about it. Ole Miss. <laughs> literally hits Sean Shivers. In the pinky, goes back to the touchdown. You very clearly saw the ball change trajectories. It goes into the end zone. Ole Miss falls on it. Should be a touchdown. That's the fourth quarter. That is a game-changing play. They don't even look at it. Yeah. So my question is, something's going on with Auburn. That's not me joking around. I'm being serious when I say something's sketchy is happening. It's, yeah. I mean, that was one of mine. 
Dang, I'm sorry, man. No, it's okay. I I phrase it differently. I said I said rivalries. Huh. Um, you're always a one. You're always a one worder kind of guy, and then keep us hanging. You know. Right. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. I really try. Yeah. Um, it was rivalries. Uh, the SEC officials. Um, against everyone, yeah. not Auburn. Um, I think I had that phrase differently in my head when I originally wrote this, but I can't remember what I thought at that time when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my next one was uh, opting out to declare for the draft. Yeah. Um, especially when you're not good enough to get drafted. Um, I don't want to bash our own players, but Jerry Jacobs is not one of our players anymore. Exactly. So nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I respect his decision to opt out. I, you know, if you don't feel comfortable playing, like if you know, even if you got this far and said like, "Hey, I, I don't think I like it's safe for me to play," but he opted out and then declared for the draft. Yeah. Like immediately, like it was almost like I mean I don't know his true intentions. I'm hoping he opted out. Not just to declare for draft, not just because he was like, I, like I don't know how he honestly looked back at his own tape and said, yeah, yeah, I'm good enough for the NFL. He wasn't even the best DB on our team. He wasn't. He, he was. There was a guy on the team who was better than him who didn't even have have a scholarship. Nah. Who you hate? Yeah, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I think it. I think yeah. I think that would have if I was Barry Odom. Or Sam Carter, I would be really upset because you have these roster spots. You're already down depth. Yeah. And then you just get a, oh, yeah, I'm done. It was just weird. It, it, it was just, just kind of odd. Um, Apparently he missed the whole week of practice beforehand, too. And so it was just kind of like. Yeah. I, I don't know. And you know. my even bigger than that, why did he transfer to Arkansas? Yeah. You transferred to Arkansas to play. Three games. Three Two. games, four games. Yeah. Well, because he was hurt last game. Oh, that's right. Um, and you know, maybe it's because he was hurt. Maybe it's because he just got beat out by Hudson Clark. Um, which is funny because Jarquez opted out this season because he got benched by Jerry Jacobs. Yeah. So it's just like maybe Barry Odom needs to have his DBs play less good so that they don't opt out. Smart. Or at least like. It's a little like, less better. Like, if, like, the backups start playing really well, he's like, hey, dude, calm down. Like, don't play as well. Yeah. Because, like, the other, like, Hudson Clark's going to opt out now, probably. Um, and then Bust, and then Monteric Brown's going And then Jarquez is going to say, hey, I'm I'm back. I can, I feel comfortable playing now. Like, um, anyway, yeah, that's, I, I just thought that was a, a weird move. Yeah, but it's next man up mentality. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, my other Columbus spring break because there's not one anymore. Spring break, spring break. I thought you said bring break, bring break. Anyway, spring break got canceled. Yes, at the University of Arkansas. That's the worst. Um, so you have three. You have intermittent <laughs> breaks throughout the year, but it's like three days, two days, and then one day. Yeah, it's just like what? what? I mean, to be fair. I get it. Freshmen and sophomores, probably juniors and seniors too, we're going to go somewhere yeah. over spring break and then come back and there's probably going to be a huge increase in cases. Like yeah. it's, it would have happened. Yeah. I'm not a big, here's something that 
have another Columbus, by the way, after this. Oh, wow. I'm not a big, like, traveler guy. Like, I'll go, what? but, like, I think I like to stay in the comforts of my own home. Wow. I don't know. Interesting. I know. That's a hot take, actually. I know it is. We're supposed to save our hot takes for the yeah. end of that. No, so. I love going away. That way I'll surprise them, our listeners. Oh, nice. Wow, you're just... Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea where you're going. <laughs> um, uh, so, are, is that all your Columbuses? No, I That's have all more. I have. You have more Columbuses? Have one more. Okay. It'll be you, short. Say your last Columbus. I hate to say it, my friends on the other, the bordering state, but... Stillwater, Oklahoma. Oh. Went there this past weekend. Mm. Can't get behind it. Yeah, I agree. Nothing to do. I asked a friend, I said, what is there to do? And he said, well, there's a waffle place. A waffle place, not waffle house? No. And then we waited in line for 30 minutes and the line was packed on Sunday morning. So we went to Whataburger. Uh-huh. So they have a Whataburger. Oh. They have so- a Slim's represent. Huh. Interesting. But I wish we had those. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Stillwater has all the great places. Yeah. They do have an Eskimo Joe's though. Wait, is that what it's called? Yeah. That's yeah. like the only thing. I've heard that's really good. Yeah, but like there's no scenery. It's yeah. just a college town but without anything but the college. So you're saying it's like a a smaller college station. Well no, they changed their name to Bryan College Station now. I'm care. sure. Yeah, I know. I'm sure Aggies will just be like, you know, Gannon. I jerk. I do not care. Okay. They can whoop at me all they want, but I'm not going to change. They love their whooping, man. They love to whoop. Um, it's like, it sounds like it's just like a smaller college station. Well, it's but a, with a less nice campus. It's a better. It's a better college station because nothing's worse. Nothing's better than nothing's worse than college station. Right. Right. Know? So it's like, well, also like I've heard the campus of OSU itself is really nice. It's okay. Yeah. At least it. it I've heard. Okay. It's nice. I've been to College Station. I haven't really been to to yeah. Stilly. Um, but I mean, you're not. You're gonna go there. And you're like, well, at least this isn't College Station, you know? Yeah. Like, I could be I could be in worse places. Right, yeah. yeah. I could be in the armpit of America. Yeah. Um, which everyone considers Oklahoma to be the armpit of America. It's not. Well, I guess if it is, then College Station is the you-know-what area yeah. of America. Hate that place. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't say hate. I said dislike. Crap. Um, the other thing is the tolls, man. I passed like four tolls. Tolls are the worst. Goodness gracious. Jeez. Especially in Oklahoma. Like their roads suck. What, yeah, what exactly. am I paying for? <laughs> um, okay. So if you're, you're good yeah, on Columbus. Good. Okay. So my first Kobe is bye weeks because we really needed a week to rest. See, but you hate bye weeks, but you love them at the same time. You know? It's like, I can't watch the oh, No football. Yeah, right, right. But yeah. it's like no nerves. Like I don't have to be nervous. This right. Week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually like... On Saturday, there wasn't a period of three hours where I, like, wasn't paying full attention to my wife. Mm. You know, like, I think she really loved... Oh, you're married? I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm married. You can't. You guys can't see my ring, but oh. I'm super married. Oh, okay. Um, That's so cool. Uh, yeah, usually on Saturdays, there's a period of, like, three hours where I'm, like, a little less attention to her, a yeah. little attention on the hogs. Um, last week... There was none of that, so yeah, 
Good for you, man. Yeah. It 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 was helped. It helped. Yeah. Um it's like we're already married. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> um how many how many Kobe's do you have? I just have two. You have two? Yeah. Okay, then I'll read my next one because it's a small one. Okay. I'll read them combined because these are both kind of small. Yeah. Uh, my next one was Pittman. Uh, and uh, the fact, it just is, I mean, there's a lot of reasons he's on Kobe. But um, I froze. Um, because he basically on Scott Van Pelt was like, this is going to lose me a lot of money, but I'm here for life. Like, this is my last job. Brings a tear to your eye, man. Love that. Yeah. Love it. Anyway, you're up. Um, my Kobe, number one, Halloween game. Just Halloween. I feel like that's sick, you know? Dress yeah. up in a costume and then bless the game. Oh. And then take the costume off. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Nice. Um, and a lot of A&M scary, just as a concept. Yeah, that's true. Exactly, and we haven't won in a while, which is pretty kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of. So the fact that one. this Saturday is gonna fit the theme. Yeah, like why do you need to go out on Halloween if you just literally watch Texas A and M? Just just look at the color yeah, of their uniforms. Exactly, and like the A. Ooh, I got something spookier about A and M. Male cheerleaders. Oh, that's spooky. Yeah, that's that a good one. Especially when there's no female cheerleaders. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. we have male cheerleaders, but there's also female cheer. I just feel like it's weird. Like not that I care or look at the cheerleaders. I'm married. I'm super married. Yeah. Um. I don't look at any of the cheerleaders, regardless of. Cheerleaders. Well, I don't even call them cheerleaders. They just wave a towel. They and, just whoop in khaki colored button down. That's shirts. all they do. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And pretend to enlist for the National Guard. Yeah. Um, uh, my other... Dang, what was it? Oh, basketball players playing wolf ball. Yeah. We can get into that in a second. But yeah. they're just... They're playing wolf ball. Our right. basketball team is playing wolf ball. Right. We can get to this now. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have any more Kobe's? Who do, you, who do you think... You don't have any more Kobe's? I have one more, but we can talk about it after. Okay. Um, who do you think has the best swing? Did you watch the whole video? I did. Vance Jackson had a gorgeous swing. I see. I think that one is honestly like that's what I was gonna go with. I feel like it's a no question. Yeah, because that dude is an athlete all around. Like, and you know, Musk afterwards dude, is just bounces. like is just like screaming at them for their baseball right. swings. Yeah, <laughs> Musk didn't even go for the for the ball. He was just like, God, that was so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, if Musk wanted to, like, even if he hit it, like, 100 yards, like, yeah. Musk would probably be, like, sprinting to it. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, at the gym. He's like that guy in Get Out. Oh, where, yeah. Like, just, just like, sprinting straight forward. But, like, <laughs> he just, like, puts out his hand. Yeah. It, yeah. Or Musk is, like, uh, Smalls from Sandlot, where he just, like, puts his glove in the air, and it mm. just, like, lands in it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good reference by Thank me. Um, so... Uh, my next one is 10 inches. I'm confused. Uh, Mason Jones added 10 inches to a vert- to his vertical. I learned in our interview yeah. uh, that that's a little bit different. So Well, it's okay because he's... Yeah. 
Yeah. He needed anything he could get. Yeah. <laughs> um, I learned later that it's not actually a full 10 inches, but... So I'll change this. I'll amend this. Mm. Nice. Grad school word for you. Yeah. Um, to adding inches. Okay. Just inches in general. Um, because Mason Jones uh, was entering the draft, NBA draft, uh, with uh, one glaring weakness um, in his game. And that's his lack of athleticism. Yeah. And if he's improving that, who knows what he could do. Your NBA comparison is probably like Kevin Durant, right? No. <laughs> you always compare. James you always Harden. Have the most. <laughs> <laughs> it's James Harden. Okay, and, okay, so you heard JC Hoops compare one of our recruits to an NBA player. It's not like I'm saying he like I'm <laughs> I know not, what you mean. Like when I say Mason Jones, it reminds me of James Harden. I'm not saying like oh yeah, like Mason Jones is as good as James Harden. No, they have similar play styles. Yeah, I'm not mad at you. Please stop yelling. <laughs> um, and when I compare Jalen Catalan to like a Russell Wilson on the defense, it's just like that's what they remind me. Or like the A and M of an armpit. Yeah, but that's that's just totally like, like that's just is not with each other. Right. Yeah, that's actually the same thing. Yeah. Like those are yeah. in fact so that was probably one of your best comparisons we ever. Well, had. D- those are that's my comparison where it's like actually true. Yeah. But like the others are like this reminds me of that. Yeah. So, I'll keep but, that in mind before I criticize you next time. Um, thanks. I appreciate. Yeah. It. Uh, do you have a love story? Oh, we're doing, I forgot. Ring those I, I remembered this week. Um, I'm going to do... I had one, but I kind of want to change it because he was... I don't want to you know talk about him too much because we beat him. Uh, but I was going to say Lane Kiffin on Twitter. Um, That's a good one. I'll, I'll add in uh, Jimmy Witt on Twitter. Mm. I'll change it to that. Jimmy Witt on Twitter? Jimmy Witt and an inspiration. That's okay, my last yeah. week. No, he's going to be the next, like, Joel Osteen. But in terms of like, the next we're not getting into that right now. We don't have to. Talk about that. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> um, can you think of a love story off the top of your head? Uh, Matt Crown, nah, I don't like that one. Lane Kiffin and Twitter is a really good one. Um, go back to me. Okay, uh, NFC East and a top ten draft pick. It's good, dude. Cowboys are so bad. Here, okay, here's what's going to happen. I just We'll get into the NFL really, really briefly. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. Sunday. We play y'all, right? Yeah. The Eagles are going to struggle or maybe even lose to the Cowboys. That's my prediction for this. I don't week. think so. Because. We've given up. Because. Exactly. The Cowboys' biggest problem right now is that they don't care. They've given up. What do they do every single year for the Eagles game? That is the game that they care the most. Yeah. So, I think that if the Eagles beat them, like, if the Eagles beat them handily, actually, just if the Eagles beat them at all, Cowboys are done. Yeah. Like, done. For the season. Like, they have no hope. Yeah. If the Cowboys beat them, then the Eagles are done, pretty much. Because, like, we have a chance right now to play a really bad team. And then go into the bye week, get healthy, come back, play the Giants again. Yeah. So we have a a good slate of three weeks 
where we get some players back from injury, a few very important players, um, after the bye week. But we have to we have to beat the Cowboys. Here's my thing is we just don't try. It's like it's like our team last year, you know, just like let go of the rope. Mm-hmm. Like you see Jalen Smith like not just jogging. Right. And Leighton Vander Ash, probably not fully recovered. Um but we got Gucci Danucci in, the James Madison quarterback. Um Honestly, he he his skill set I don't know how he's gonna be NFL wise, because he's a rookie. He's career backup. But his skill set is very dangerous for the Eagles. Yeah. Because we have horrible linebackers, horrible. Yeah. And the dude can run. And I mean, you saw Daniel Jones break through. Granted, he fell, but yeah, that was really funny. That and was sad. I would. Yeah. I have a really good. Uh... But his top speed though. Yeah. He ran like as fast as almost as fast as Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I have, a, I have a love story, by the way. Okay, let's hear it. And this is, like, not because he loves it, but because it just happens. Ryan Fitzpatrick and the bench. That's cold. I mean, and it's so That's sad. Cold. It's a sad It's a sad tale. That's because... It's pretty brutal, man. It kind of makes me want to cry. He, he always gets the wrong end of the... He always gets the short really end of the does. deal. He gives us, like... Five, five, almost six weeks of, like, just pure... Goodness. Just fun. Yeah. Just fun. Sometimes great, sometimes bad, like... But it's always fun. He's like Jameis Winston, but, like, more fun to watch. Yeah. You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's the beard, too, and, like, the... I don't even think that the the chin guard protects his yeah. chin. No, he didn't. Did ever strap it on, like, <laughs> yeah, it like goes over his beard. Yeah. Um, Hopefully the Cowboys pick him up. We won't, but all the best to Ryan. I mean, it, I guess it depends on how well Danucci does. Yeah, Gucci Danucci. Gucci Danucci. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Um, okay, so let's talk about the game. I don't. I don't feel too good about this one. In all honesty. Uh, well, let's talk about Ole Miss real quick. Oh yeah, it's been. I feel days. good about that one. Yeah, yeah. You've been. Yeah, I, I, feel I like walked in. I walked into your estate here. Right. And on your like five TVs that you have, your man right. cave. I live at the Rock, actually. Yeah. Okay. You should see my gate. Okay. You break it, or did did you put it back together? Well, I, we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. You were on your five big screens. You were... They were just Ole Miss Arkansas highlights. Right. Everywhere. All over. He's like, Ken, are you okay? And he's like... I know. <laughs> I'm really glad you asked. <laughs> um, been watching these for hours. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so here's what I'll say. We don't have to talk a lot about defense. I think defense could not be more clear... Best uh, in the SEC or second best in the SEC? It's one of the two. I think we have the best defense in the SEC. Yeah. Because, all, because Alabama's defense in the Alabama game. got ripped apart by Ole Miss. Yeah. And then we got seven turnovers against them. Yeah. I mean, jeez. Uh, Grant Morgan is an, an absolute machine. I, I, I don't know if he's human, though. Like, seriously. Like, I think the... Under his, like, pad, I think it's a robot. Yeah. Like, I think he's hiding that he's a robot. And, well, like, I, that's, I did put it in my haiku, so. 
That's, that's right. I, yeah, yeah, I just want to pray to did. myself for a second. Yeah, nice. thank you. Oh wow, really? Happy. Pat yourself on the back. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, we forced lots of turnovers. We it's been like, and it's not just like a one game thing. Like yes, we forced seven in this game, but like we've consistently forced like a turnover a game. Yeah. So, yeah. I said in our uh, interview with JC Hoops. Is that what you say? Yeah. Uh, JC Hoops. Yeah. Jackson. Jackson, JC Hoops. Or big, big fella Jacks. Right. Um, spoiler alert, yeah. We don't know what they're talking They don't know what we're talking what? about. Um, I said Hudson Clark was vastly overrated. I take that back. I think he is overhyped. You agree? I don't. Because he's a walk-on who got three picks. Yeah, but after that, we're just acting like he's like... The Jim Thorpe Award winner. But, no, like, I... Okay, here's also the thing. So, he's number two in the SEC in defensive, like, efficiency. Like... Well, yeah, after you have three picks, your defensive efficiency is going to go up. Highest coverage grade in the SEC. He's number two. Grant Morgan's number one. Yeah, because he had three picks. I'm not, I'm not saying he's a bad player, Gannon. I know you. I know you aren't. I'm but saying I don't think we're overhyping him. Two of those picks were literally right to him. Like you should catch those. I think we're hyping you him. I think we're hyping him up an annoying amount. But the fact of the matter is, he's a walk on and got three picks. Okay. I think you deserve. Concede if if you weren't on scholarship and you got three interceptions against the same SEC school that put up tons of points against Alabama the week before, I think you deserve all the hype you can get. Oh, really? I'll say it. I'll walk on. Do it. You should. <laughs> I mean, Barry Odom can turn you into... Something. A stud. <laughs> Sorry. That makes it sound like you're not a stud right now. Yeah. I think you are. An athletic specimen. Right. Yeah. An SEC player. Eh. I think you're good. Uh, my, my, uh, my colleagues, so to speak... From Highland Park said they would call him Hudson. They called it Hudson. They called him Hudson Island oh. at Highland Park. Wow. He was good in high school, he too. Was. He was very good. I mean, Chad Morris, man. He loved his Highland Park kids. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's so funny that Chandler didn't go to Auburn. Yeah. But he, I mean, he committed before Chad got hired to Auburn, right? I know, but like... Still. He'd probably be starting right now. Oh, yeah. Bonix sucks. Yeah. Um, he also fumbled. But also, like, nepotism. In the last play of the game. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun game. I thought we were going to let it go the rope there at the end. We had some plays that made us nervous. I, our offense just doesn't... Yeah, let, let's just let's move on to offense. I, I think we need to. Yeah. We need to talk about it. Defense speaks for itself. I don't think Rakeem Boyd's fully healthy either. No. Like, what, 14 rushes for 39 yards? Yeah. My my problem offensively, we scored two touchdowns. Yeah. Like, on offense, like, we one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Um, our run game is abysmal. It's horrible. I don't know if it's horrible. I think Rakeem Boy just isn't playing. Because, like, Traylon Smith can run the ball. Not that well, though. Like, I mean, if you look at his stats for the past game, he was averaging 3.6 a run, which is not 
awful, but like that's not great. Yeah. You know, and like Rakeem himself is averaging two point eight. You know, and like yes, I don't think Rakeem is that healthy. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I think that Bryles. I I have a lot of faith in him to like really turn things around and and make us like a good, very good he's offensive. He's one at he's one at every level in college football. He's he at every level and except for the SEC. So right, and I I think he'll get there. Dude, I'm just looking at Grant Morgan's game. Like, oh my gosh! I know we moved on to offense, but it is. 19 tackles, one sack, three tackles for a loss, two pass deflected. I'll give you another love story. Grant Morgan in Arkansas. Yeah, love it. Yeah, um, but I think we need to improve a lot on offense. The fact that we only won by twelve, kind of sucks. Yeah, like we got seven turnovers. We should have destroyed them, but offensively, like, I just want some better production. And and we kind of got to this like bad field position, but I mean two two defensive touchdowns too. So you take those two away, and you lose yeah. the game. Yeah, but. Just ended up with a lot of field goals. Yeah. And I just, I... You don't uh, like field goals. We don't. Because fi- touchdowns are more points than field goals. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. That's a hot take, though. That is a hot take. I don't know. Yeah. Some people might disagree, but... But Lane Kiffin likes going for two. Or likes going for it on fourth down. So does Mike Leach, as we saw. Uh, yeah. So. So, I don't know. Analytics say to, say to do it. So does Kevin Kelly. Pulaski, your favorite. Um... But yeah, I feel like I feel like we need to get better. Uh, F- Felipe had two turnovers. One pick was just thrown way behind the receiver. He needs to clean up his game a lot. Like I think again, yeah. I think he's a fine. I won't say he's good. I think he's fine. Like, yeah. Compared to like what we've had. Yeah, and and it honestly though like our pass protection's gotten so much better, and like a few of his sacks. He's had time. Like, one of his sacks, like, he stood in the pocket for, like, four or five seconds before he got sacked. Yeah. And, I mean, that could also be, like, downfield separation. Like, I I mean, I was mainly just looking at Felipe and couldn't really see that far down the field because of the camera angle and not my fault. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I feel like offensively... I, I want to get some guys open. It would help a lot, though, if we got a run game going. Yeah. Also help if Trey Knox got out of his little slump or whatever. Uh, he didn't even... I think he had he one didn't snap. Have, he had yeah. one snap on Saturday, so... Yeah, I, I mean, we're very, 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 very clearly relying on Traylon. Yeah, which is fine. I he mean, do it. he had 11 receptions, and the next closest had two. <laughs> So, not great. Um, so our offense was not. It's probably. It may have been our worst offensive game. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, yeah. Or Georgia. I mean, we had like four hundred total yards, almost. Yeah. A little under. Um. I mean. I'm glad we're actually using Traylon, unlike last year. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely using him, but, like, <sighs> Davion Warren had one catch rate yards when he's had pretty consistent production. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. We're about to start playing some better defenses. So, I just... I want to see improvement before then. Uh, just because, I don't know, it kind of concerns me. Yeah. Uh, but are, are you ready to move on, or did you have anything yeah, else? Yeah, no, let's do it. I think you covered everything pretty well. Okay, so you start us off with A&M. Well, they've... Uh, I hate them. Okay. It's um, a good start. Yeah. Um, we've lost eight straight. From Johnny Manziel to Kellen Mond for like 20 years, it seems like. Uh-huh. And I don't know, man. This game scares me. It's in Kyle Field. You know they're going to whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. And Sorry. they're probably going to pack the stadium more than they should. Because they're Aggies, they don't really do... They don't know how to count. Yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... And... I mean, they're expected to win. Yeah. The line... The line is... The spread of 12.5 is a little ridiculous. If I'm anyone that bets, because I don't bet... um, That's so responsible. Thanks. I just like to be responsible with my, my money. Um, I'm hitting, I'm hitting Arkansas covers. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So. I think also, I mean, man, I'd really like them to move it to the end of the year to make it like a true rivalry game. I don't know. I kind of like it in the middle of the year. Yeah. But at the same time, it would be nice to have, cause like tailgating outside the city, I mean, in normal conditions. Um, oh, I forgot a Columbus. The fact that we're having this game in a, in College Station this year, and next year yeah, it's going to be back in Dallas Stadium. That's all Jerry, man. Freaking Jerry. He runs everything. He really does, man. Just kidding. Not everything. The Cowboys. Yeah, but I love that. No, I know. I don't classify that as him ruining it. I classify that as, like, him thanks. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that, <laughs> yeah. Jerry. Um, But... It kind of makes sense because, like, they can't have all their fans, so it wouldn't really be fair for us to have 100% next year. Yeah. But at the same time, like, whatever, you know. Kellen Mond, we know Kellen Mond's very inconsistent. Very. Can run the ball. He was horrible last year against us. Yeah, he was. He had three picks, I think. Well, and he just, like, overthrew everybody. Yeah. They had two opt-outs, or one injury, one right to out for the year. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he's played a little bit better than Felipe. Yeah. Because Felipe's had eight touchdowns, three interceptions. Kellamon's had nine touchdowns and two interceptions, which is good. Like, I mean, that's a pretty good ratio there. But their running back's probably the best in the SEC as well. So. Yeah. Spiller. Yeah. Spiller, I never met her. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, that's messed up. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Oh. He only has he has less than ten carries more than our leading rusher, Trayon yeah. Smith, and he has like over two hundred yards more. So And they got an experience line. I just don't see it I just don't see it falling our way again. I I'm gonna have to agree with you. I, I think we could get frisky. You've used that word twice today. Yeah, I like using it. Uh, I think we could get frisky, but 
Um, <laughs> what I, does that even mean in this context? Exactly. Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think we we have to get the offense going on Saturday. Yeah. Tomorrow is Saturday. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're going to stop the run. And force turnovers when he throws it. So... I bet we get, like, two turnovers tomorrow. Yeah? Two turnovers? I could see it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we get better... We're better at forcing... Pass, like, interceptions than yeah. fum, fumbles, but... Unless Catalan hits you. True. Yeah. That was just, like, a... That was just... Uh, Matt Corral's fault. Catalan's, like, that little brother that you have that's really short... But it's just like really, like physically into like he's just the jack. Yeah, and he's just really smart. Yeah, yeah. It's like what can't you do? You're obviously the favorite. Okay, yeah. like I get it. Like, mom and dad like you more than me. Yeah, but you don't have to rub my face every day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But he's like super nice about it. Like, yeah, doesn't ever brag about it, you know. But he's like, you just know. Like everybody in the family yeah. knows. Like he's the guy with the most potential anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, I I agree. I think AM is gonna win, but it's gonna be a fun game. I think we have a chance. I and definitely like tomorrow. If you ask me tomorrow, I'm gonna say there's no absolutely zero percent chance that Arkansas loses. Yeah. Um, that normally goes. So today, while we're while we're more rational, mm-hmm. um, what do you think the score is gonna be? 32-28. Oh, you think high scoring? Yeah. You think... I don't, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think... And it'll probably go into overtime. See, we... Offensively, we have seen Arkansas go off. Against Auburn. Against Auburn. A game that we won. Yeah. We're 3-1. and one, Just like AM. We yeah. should be ranked. We should be ranked. Um... In the Ryan poll, we're right. So, so I guess you're saying like this is a game that our offense goes off. Yeah, I can ride with it. Actually, no. Twenty-one seventeen. I told oh, mine. You can't. <laughs> you're set. Oh, okay. Yeah. Too I bad, dude. Sorry. Yeah. What did I say? Twenty-eight. Thanks for playing. All right. Just kidding. You, you just want to run this podcast. Anyway. Yeah, we can start again. <laughs> uh, I'm going. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going 21. No, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. 24 to 18. And I think that we have a chance to win the game, but something happens. Something goes wrong. Yeah. That's how it normally is. That's how it normally goes. Yeah. Uh, we like we have a chance with the ball back, or maybe we just don't have enough time. Maybe they force a turnover, or maybe they just run. If we the don't clock. turn the ball over. We win the game. Yeah, I I can I, yeah. Because yeah. I think there's a good chance we can force a turnover. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, uh, that's our take. Uh, so from here we're gonna go to our interview with uh, JC Hoops. Yeah. All right, we're excited to share this with you. Thanks, guys. Okay, 
Ryan, uh, we are going to welcome on um, JC Hoops. Um, we got him? A big time, yeah. Wow. I'm hearing he was on some uh, similarly important podcasts that have around the same amount of listeners yeah. as us. I mean, it doesn't really get a lot more than us, you know? Yeah, we're pretty much, you know, top of the pack. <laughs> yeah. But uh, JC Hoops, Jackson, how's it going? Man, Gannon, it's going great. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Really looking forward to chatting it up with y'all. Hey, of course. We're we're excited to have you. We're excited to hear your thoughts. Um, before before we get into it, let it let the listeners know where you work and maybe tell us some hot deals that are going on right now. Ooh, ooh, uh, some spicy deals. All okay. right, so I am a uh, contributing writer for basketball over at Arkansas Rivals. That's uh, hogbeat.com. Um, so we have a couple of really cool deals going on right now, actually, if you want to sign up and be a member. Uh, after every Razorback football victory, um, Nikki and Hutch, my uh, bosses, have been marketing it as, when the Razorbacks win, you win. Uh, you get 70% off of an annual membership and wow. a free t-shirt. So instead of paying $100 um, for just the membership, you pay like 11 or $12 for the membership and then you get a $25 t-shirt free so it's like $125 value for 12 13 bucks oh wow that's a good um, deal oh yeah it's, it's a great deal um, obviously uh, it, things are always better when the Razorbacks win so right. uh, now you get a better deal when the Razorbacks win too um, wow. and I think the offer is pretty much year round not, not the Razorbacks winning offer but there's a student offer um, oh where uh, if you just go in, you're a first-time uh, member, you can register with your student email address um, and put in promo code HOGSTUDENT, and you will get, I think it's also 70% off. Or it's like 11 or $12 also uh, if, for the entire first year. What if, I mean, um, Gannon's been out of the college for like eight I'm in years. grad school. And, um, man, I'm that count. What if, what if we just send in a bunch of fake UARC emails? What is that? What kind of question? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do not know. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll have to take that up with Nikki and Hutch. Okay. All right. Well, now that the Ryan's uh, question about hackers is out of the way. <laughs> um, so we wanted to hear, first of all, um, it, tis the season. We're, we're in football season. So um, we wanted to hear your thoughts so far they'll probably align perfectly because, you know, great minds think alike with ours. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to hear uh, specifically what you think of the offense, defense. We don't have to talk about special teams. That's always going to be a <laughs> sore subject for us. But uh, and it, it, if you want to throw in, like, standout performers, underrated performers, just kind of we wanted to hear your general thoughts. Gotcha. Okay, well, I guess I'll start with defense because they've been the mm-hmm. most impressive uh, group uh, for, for the Razorbacks this year so far. It's really incredible what Barry Odom has done. Um, he's taken this group of really a, a bunch of walk-ons and then really young talent. You have a bunch of freshmen and sophomores on the back end. Uh, they were highly rated recruits, but they're not seasoned at all. I mean, this is a lot of their uh, first time getting a lot of experience and, and all that sort of stuff. But then you have 
Also, Hudson Clark is a walk-on. You have Grant Morgan uh, that was a former walk-on. Um, and just all these sort of lower-ranked players coming out of high school, uh, meshing with this group of talented freshmen and sophomores. And you combine all of that in with really strong position coaches and a really good defensive coordinator mm-hmm. into one of the best defenses in the country so far. Um, I saw a stat uh, this morning, actually. Um, Arkansas is third in the nation in forced turnovers. Yeah, I saw that too. And behind like Clemson, right? Two have played two more games than we have. Yeah, uh, that's that just was really impressive. incredible to think about. I love that. One. Yeah, one of them. I think one of them is uh, Clemson, and I think number one is Syracuse, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, I I saw that too. So our average turnovers per game is is higher. Yeah. If you do the math. Yeah, I think we're. Yeah, I think we're averaging like three and a half almost turnovers a game, something like that. Which is insane. I mean, most of those are from Matt Corral alone. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I guess my, my question off defense is how long do you think we could keep Barry Odom? Well, you know, Sam Pittman uh, mentioned earlier <laughs> this week um, – that he'll, he'll pretty much do anything to keep Barry Odom here. Uh, they had wanted to coach together for a while. Um, you know, just kind of aligned with Pittman actually getting uh, the Razorback head coaching job and Odom just getting fired from Missouri. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently they had been wanting to coach together for a while. Um, so that, along with just succeeding, <laughs> you know, that's, that's really that good to be a part of a, a successful team, a rebuild and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's no doubt that um, once Odom revitalizes this defense like he has and will continue to do, um, it's it's well within the realm of possibility that he's going to get other job offers, um, yeah. head coaching offers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pittman has made it clear that he wants to do what he can to keep Odom happy and keep Odom here. Um, I don't know what exactly that is um, other than payment and just like, Treating his staff well seems like Pittman does a really good job of uh, letting his coordinators and his, all of his other coaches just coach, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that's it's really something when you make good right. hires, you don't have to take on as big of a responsibility. When, when you make the right hires, you don't have to be a head coach in the respect that you yeah. have to coach every position. Right. You just have to be someone who... Um, is a leader in the locker room, um, a, a consistent voice, someone who cares about the team, still coach your positions and stuff, still still know your stuff, but um, you get to kind of sit back and be more of a CEO, but still a hands-on type CEO. Pittman's been running the offensive line for a, a good, or at least he did for a few weeks uh, mm-hmm. before the season started too. So, I mean, he's still getting in the trenches and coaching, um, doing his position group. He's still going to all the other position groups, but he's not um, kind of overriding decisions. He's letting his coordinators do his own thing. I think that goes a long way, yeah. too, in trying to keep Odom is, you know, that defense, uh, Pitt- Pittman also said earlier this week, you know, um, Pitt- uh, Odom is the head coach of the defense. Browse is the head coach of the mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what I do, but they're the head coaches <laughs> of their, their offensive <laughs> defense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it actually – so I, I think back to the days of Houston Nutt, um, and I said this a few weeks ago, of Houston Nutt, when, we, when we'd have a good game, Houston Nutt would basically say, like, yeah, that was all me. 
like, I did this, like, you know, hyping himself up, hyping the players up. But whenever we had a bad game or didn't play as well, he would say, ah, it's Gus Malzahn's fault. Like, basically say, like, you know, talk about, like, the play design, how it wasn't good enough. and It is really fun to blame things like Gus Malzahn, though. Right, yeah. I mean, and Gus is no stranger to getting things blamed, uh, getting blamed for things. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm sure that really prepared him for his job now which is why he's been there so long. Um, but, yeah, I, it just it makes me think of Houston Nutt and just, like, how different Pittman is. He's, like, the better Houston Nutt. He's, like, a humble, better Houston Nutt, I guess. Yeah. Which is, I mean, we had some of our best days under Houston Nutt, so. But, um, okay, so what, what, about, what about underrated performers? Like, your guy on the defense that you had to pick right now and say, like, this guy isn't getting enough credit? So it's really hard because you have so many that are putting up a lot of numbers and stuff like that. So I'm not going to go with the Grant Morgan. I'm not going to go with the bumper pool. I'm not going to go for the leading tacklers or for the guys that are picking off all the packs and passes, not the Catalans, the Brooks, the Fouchés, you know. They uh, – they deserve all the credit that they get. They are right. great performers. But I will say the one that his production doesn't necessarily show up in the stat sheet is Jonathan Marshall. Mm-hmm. He is I, – I don't know what happened over the offseason other than just – I mean, he's always been a pretty good player for the Razorbacks. But, I mean, he, he's taking it to a completely other level. He's getting in the backfield – with just a three-man front uh, within a second or two and just blowing up plays. He is dominating the line of scrimmage basically uh, by himself in the middle yeah. sometimes. It's it's really impressive. Yeah. yeah. He's always – I've always seen him as someone that is just an energy guy. You yeah. Know? Just like we'll always get – and like, I mean, our offensive line – their offensive line can get more push than our offensive line and our defensive line. Right. And so – I See, feel like if if we still had – sorry to cut you off. I just cut you off. Go no, ahead. you're good. Okay. I didn't have any more. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like if if Coates hadn't gotten injured for a short span there, yeah. if we had Dorian Gerald, I feel like we would – I feel like we'd be praising the defensive line a lot more because it, it would start showing up on the stat sheet, um, at least like as a unit. Um, just because, like, the few plays that we've seen Coates, like, Coates is a beast. Like, the dude's yeah. huge. And, like, you got guys like Jonathan Marshall who are, like, the, I guess, like, playing the, the Fletcher Cox role where you are you don't show up on – I'm not saying – Okay. okay. Um, like, to where it just – he helps out the rest of the defensive yeah. line. But – um, okay, so let's switch gears. What about overhyped? I'll give you mine. And this is I've been saying this for two weeks. People are going to be mad at me. I think Hudson Clark is vastly overrated now. I don't think you can say he's overrated for ha- after having a, a three-interception week. I think that's a little harsh. Uh, uh, now, he, he might be overrated as a whole. He's overhyped. Uh, that performance we'll overhyped. might be kind of 
uh, over exaggerated because of how bad Corral just played that game. Yeah. But he was also in the position to make the play. He broke on the ball. He had one of them return okay. for 17 yards. And right. I think even before uh, last week or before the Ole Miss game, he had a few uh, pass breakups in the in the games he played as well. So I don't I don't necessarily you can bad. say he's overhyped, but yeah, uh, I can. I can at least see where you're coming from with it, though. Thank but you. I, I do think that's going to be an unpopular opinion for a lot of people because everybody's uh, everybody's riding the, the Hudson <laughs> hype train right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess a better way to phrase that, Ryan, is is overhyped. Yeah. Maybe. But okay. What 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 do you think? Man, it's really tough because there's just. It, it's hard to name really a player on this defense that is ever out of position or ever missing tackles and yeah. stuff other than uh, I guess it was bumper pool missing tackles because he had two broken ribs yeah um, <laughs> <That'd help. laughs> so it, it's really hard to pinpoint one uh, mm-hmm. I guess maybe Jerry Jacobs but he's not on the team anymore that's yeah. a good that's a good one to answer. You go for the guys that aren't on the team yeah, anymore. That way they can't come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Smart, smart. I like that. Okay, so so let's let's shift to let's shift to uh, offense. Um, I feel like there's a lot more to pick apart here. Um, so so what are, what are your thoughts uh, offensively? Um, it's it seems to be more consistent than it has been. We're moving the ball better at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have some drive killers. We have some stalled drives. Uh, some drives don't get started at all. Um, part of that is because we've had consistent, awful starting field position, and it's hard to get going when you're on your own yeah. goal line uh, so many times. Um, also, we don't have a run game. We have not established the run mm-hmm. game at all. Um, I guess our best uh, rushing performance was against Mississippi State when Traylon Smith went off. Yeah. Um, put up. He was the first Razorback since Michael Smith to put up over uh, seventy rushing and receiving yards in the same game. Um, Which is insane. But yeah, I, I guess the, the offensive line has vastly improved in pass protection, but there's still not opening up many holes in the run mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah. Raheem Boyd has been injured, so he hasn't been the same player. Uh, so that's been hard to deal with too. Yeah. Um, some of the play calling uh, has kind of puzzled me, uh, trying to get TJ Hammonds the ball on double reverses and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, double was. reverses. Uh. Uh, they always work. Yeah, every time. <laughs> every single every single play. Do you think do you think Traylon Smith will is he a number one running back kind of guy? Like in his, as the season goes, like when Raheem Boyd leaves, presumably next year. Would they maybe would they start Traylon Smith because he seems like more of a third down back to me? But then, I mean, after the Auburn game, he was handling. I mean, how many carry he got? How many carries did he get in the Auburn game? You know, like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, it was. I mean, he, think, he did a lot of games in the past game. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I mentioned Michael Smith earlier. Michael Smith was a legitimate uh, yeah. starting running back, and he was. Around the same size as Smith, uh, yeah. or as yeah, Smith and Smith. Um, so I think that he could be. Um, mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Now, you also do have uh, some bigger backs, uh, more all-purpose type backs behind him too, with yeah. Devontae Spivey, and then I forget the uh, freshman's name, Dominic Johnson, uh, that we just signed this class. And you have 
some recruits for uh, for the coming class too. So uh, I think AJ Green uh, is his name. That's the the athlete that'll probably end up playing running back or receiver. But yeah, right, you know, the guy who plays for the yeah, the he Bengals. has eligibility left. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, but yeah, you've got um, a bunch of size uh, at that position mm-hmm. uh, away from Smith. But I do think with his talent and his uh, his slipperiness, I like to think of him as slippery. He's very agile. He's not the fastest person in the world. But you're not going to bring him down in the field yeah. just because he's so elusive. Uh, but I think he could be an every down back. It just it depends on how well the guys behind him progressed. If he if he will be right. Yeah. Um, so I think from here, um, those are, those are some, some good thoughts. Yeah. I like those thoughts. Or I think I feel smarter and more informed now. Yeah. Um, I need to have more sympathy for Hudson Clark. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You definitely do. He's He was a walk-on, dude. Yeah. Come on. Um, I, I think we're going to shift gears here to basketball, uh, mainly just because I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. I um, am... Very much looking forward uh, to this next season. Um, so, for what do you? So, first of all, let's go with let's go with inside scoops. Um, let's go with things that we should know that we don't. Nice, getting some VIP content that you can share. Obviously, things that you should know that you don't, or just like um, your opinions that we should know. Well. Um... I can tell you that a lot of what I have heard and has been echoed on um, social media by different people is that the, the word out of practice has been very positive uh, throughout this entire offseason, um, especially with guys like uh, Vance Jackson and Moses Moody. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I like J.D. Note has been, been hurt, but he came back uh, October 14th or maybe October 13th, and uh, from a wrist injury. He's been performing really well. Um, so J.D. has actually been knocking down um, a, a fair amount of threes at a high rate, which is not necessarily – he's been a, a, a decent shooter, but that wasn't necessarily like his forte, uh, mm-hmm. so to speak. He was a, uh, just a scoring guard uh, to right. score at the – mid-range or drive all the way to the hoop and finish, but now he's kind of adding a more consistent outside element. Um, So that's huge, having another three-point threat um, since it seems like everybody's going to be able to shoot the three on next year's team. I love that. Um, Vanover is just going to be an insane weapon. He's probably going to be one of the more efficient scorers. That doesn't mean he's going to score... 15 points a game but it means uh for the minutes that he plays he's right. going to probably average uh more points per, do you, i think more points than minutes played i think if he if he plays 15 minutes a game he'll score about 10 to 12 points a game he's, he's going to be high up which there. is a good like, rate do you see him do you see him ratio. as a starter or do you see must kind of rolling with the the smaller, like, Vance Jackson maybe at the five? So I think it really depends on the matchup because uh-huh. Mutt is very big into coordinating lineups based on matchups, um, exploiting mismatches and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a base lineup, I think Vanover is definitely going to have to start in your base lineup. And I think that's it's going to be uh, a pretty 
big lineup, I would have to say it's going to be something along the lines of a J.D. Note, Moses Moody, Vance Jackson at the three with Justin Smith at the four, Connor Vanover at the five as your base. Mm. That's just like, yeah. these are my scores, These are my. this is my size, and this is my talent, like all on the right. floor at the same time. Now, if you want to go undersized, you can do uh, Justin Smith and Vance Jackson at the 4-5, and then you have uh, you have KK. You know, KK, yeah. KK is actually really uh, battling with JD, it seems like, really? for that starting position. Um, he's come in and really worked hard. Um, but you can have KK, JD, Moses um, with Vance and... Uh, Justin as well. You can have any combination of that sort of stuff. I mean, there's there are a ton of weapons. Right. Yeah. That's that's what I really like about this uh, this squad. I guess my next question was going to be, uh, what's your starting lineup? But um, yeah, I mean, now that you say that, that 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 does make a lot of sense. It's going to kind of depend on the matchup. I feel like. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we saw it last year, even when we didn't have size. Uh, that small ball lineup when we just kind of went out there even without Adrio sometimes or when Adrio was the five where we didn't have Chaney or we didn't have Ethan. Uh, We exploited a bunch of mismatches because of just the speed and Mm. uh, the scoring ability that we had compared to some other teams. So I think if you get in a situation where you can utilize that, by all means, Muss is going to do it. Right. Yeah. I... I, um... I, I'm excited. Do you? So who do you think? So I guess rebounds are, are an important thing for us to consider, and I, and I know Mus looks for creative ways to get those rebounders in. Who do you think is gonna be kind of like our the guy that Mus is gonna depend on to get those boards? Uh, Justin Smith. Makes sense. I, I just think Justin Smith is so athletic, and. Connor has the size at 7'3", obviously. Um, but I really think with with Smith's athleticism and, you know, uh, Musk and his style of play, they're going to have all five uh, players battling for boards. They're not going to send any, any runners down at the other end of the floor. They're all going to be fighting for boards. So you're going to have guards, uh, Moses Moody, uh, J.D. Note, uh, that are bringing down boards. Because you're going to have Vanover and Smith boxing out their guys, and you're going to have opposing defenders, uh, at least at the guard positions, kind of back a little farther even from where they shot or trying to get back on D. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that has kind of been a focus uh, from us in recruiting, too, with graduate transfers and with uh, high school recruits, is he wants really strong rebounding guards. That's why we had yeah. uh, Jimmy Witt last year. One of his mm-hmm. biggest attributes was his rebounding ability. So if you're looking for a post, I think Justin Smith will be your leading post rebounder. Um, but I wouldn't put it past uh, a guard to be right. a leading rebounder as well, like a Moses Moody. Yeah, gotcha. So who do you, who do you think I, I was also gonna ask um, kind of your um, like impact players, uh, but I think I'll get more specific and ask who do you think is gonna sc- be our our leading scorer next season? Man, that's a loaded question because I think <laughs> there are like six or seven guys that could fight for that spot, and it it really just depends on who plays 
consistently for most or the most consistently for the most of the season. Um, I really think Vance Jackson is my favorite to do that right now. Um, but I could easily also see a Moses Moody or a JD Note or a Connor Van over in that same position. Yeah. Do you see Moses Moody as a one and done guy? You know, and I was I was talking to uh, Aaron Torres about this too. Um, whenever Isaiah Joe decided to leave, I thought that that meant Moses Moody was going to be a one and done because you remove uh, that similar style player, uh, Isaiah Joe, who was all conference NBA draft pick. You remove him, and you give Moses Moody. Uh, the rain and the space to really shine and showcase his ability as a freshman. And if he rises to the occasion, it's good for Arkansas, but it also means that he could potentially be a one-and-done if he he, uh, performs to expectations. He's on draft boards right now. Um, I don't put a whole lot of stock into mock drafts this far out. Right. Um, But I think there is definitely potential that he is a one and done um it all comes down to how he plays uh, mm. but judging by everything i have heard and everything i have seen of him uh, it would not surprise me now yeah. the, whether or not he actually does it's another question because yeah. you know, he could just want to come back to who knows but um i think there is definitely a capability there right That's awesome. okay so next we want to do we want to cover recruiting but we also want to cover um i at least i want to cover a little bit of like uh those who have left uh, those who have who have gone on and what you see for their careers that's a Um, a good one so i i think first i i think first we'll go with with that one um because i think it's a little bit shorter of a conversation Mm -hmm. um so what what do you think i guess we'll start off with isaiah joe um and then i want to hear what you think uh, Mason Jones' potential is uh, in the NBA. Or to even get drafted. Okay, Dang so it. starting with Isaiah Joe, um, you know, I really think uh, it would have benefited him to come back another year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is kind of sliding down in the uh, on the draft boards right now just because he's not necessarily physically ready he's been hitting the weights a lot and he's been trying to to beef up some obviously the shot is still there um kind of still a limited offensive skill set but a willing defender and a really good outside shooter so there's always a market in the nba for a three and d type player like isaiah joe yeah um but that being said, last year was a really big sophomore slump for him, and he didn't really necessarily showcase a bunch of improvement or anything like that in ball handling department or um, in scoring in other ways. He, he scored a little bit off the bounce and drove a little bit more. I think yeah. he had a couple of uh, posters he put some people on. But, I mean, as a whole, he shot – uh, a much lower percentage from three than he did his freshman year. Um, he still played really good defense. He still took a lot of charges, but mm-hmm. um, his draft stock was highest after his freshman year. And I really think after that sophomore slump, it would have benefited him to come back. Yeah. Um, I still think he's a guy that can get picked up in the second rounds or in free agency and maybe play himself onto a team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, that injury, that five-game injury, yeah. 
it it definitely hurt his momentum, his kind of uh, development a little bit, his draft stock a little bit. Um, but I also think it kind of showed his impact because we didn't win a game in that in that time that he was out. Um, so, so yeah, I, I definitely think he would be a steal um, in you know whoever picks him up. Um, but yeah, I, I I can I can agree. He he definitely should have gone after his first year. Looking back, um, or stayed for another year, but I'm not mad at him for that at all. Um, so what about what about Mays? So if if you think Isaiah Joe is going second round or or later um, or in free agency, what what do you think about Mason Jones? So Mason is kind of all over the place, and I say that because, um, and I I've been told that there are different teams that are looking at drafting him. Um, in the first round, um, I've heard he's a take at forty overall, fortieth overall to Memphis too. Um, and then I've also heard that he's not on some draft boards at all, so he might go undrafted. So it's really one of those cases of high productivity uh, and limited athleticism, and mm-hmm. not he's he's honestly just not a great defender too, which makes it a lot harder to draft him too but um you take a look at what he did in one year under Muss, and he became SEC player of the year um he scored a ton of points and he was really a beneficiary of kind of the the perfect storm uh, of events as far as the circumstances went right um the team last year uh because of the lack of overall talent in order to succeed, they had to have somebody just mm-hmm. go ISO and, and just go get a bucket. Um, right. It, it had to be that way in order to have any sort of success. Mm-hmm. Now, moving forward with the, the more talent that the team has, that's not going to be a thing. You're not going to have people dominating the ball or people going ISO and, and all that sort of stuff because that's just not a formula to win a ton of basketball games. Yeah. Uh, but Mason really benefited from that situation, showcased his improvement, showcased his scoring abilities, and uh, really ever since Musk got on campus too, trimmed down the body fat even more, um, has been doing a lot better even on his own, increased his vertical, increased um, his shooting percentages at the uh, virtual combine and all this sort of stuff, so, I mean... I say all that to say he would be a good take for his offensive ability, his work ethic. He's a guy who obviously left early completely with the mentality that he was going to bet on himself because he wasn't really listed on draft boards or anything and wasn't projected to to be a draft pick outside of a a late second-round pickup. But he has that mentality that he's going to bet on himself. And so he did that, and he could potentially play himself into a a second-round draft pick. Yeah. I I I think he's definitely he's a he's a frisky player. I feel like he uh, I feel like he's gonna grind wherever he goes. Um, but it, I feel like in order to let him grind, uh, you have to let him grind and let him get those points because he is kind of that ISO player, a ball dominant player, um, trying to be like more like a James Harden than a Steph Curry. Um, so. Yeah, I, I I can uh I I understand that. And I, I heard I'm hearing he added ten inches to his vertical, by the way. 
Yeah, so I think there was some clarification on that. The, the uh, 36 uh, inch vertical was not a standing vertical, it was a uh, running vertical. Um, mm. But his standing vertical was, I can't, I think it was 32 inches was his standing vertical, which is still an increase of like four to six inches. But, right. Uh, but the, the running vertical was. 36 which isn't bad at all um, yeah. it's not like an elite athletic uh, level but I think there was some clarification on some of that today right well I'm counting it as 10 inches in, yeah. of improvement so. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't wait we should need to set it over under if he gets drafted for how long they talk about how fat he was yeah how many pictures they show from yeah. his high school days yeah, yeah. Like we don't have, we don't want to show any highlights because we just want to talk about how right. how he used to be fat. Do you think there's a chance they could accidentally show them a picture of Trey Thompson when they talk about that? Mm. <laughs> I I think that's a possibility. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so so let's talk. Let's talk to future. You yeah. know, we're forward looking people here. Um, so let uh, a little about re- recruiting. I I'm hearing we picked up a big recruit. Yep. Uh, just this, just this week. So the Arkansas, the state of Arkansas in 2022 is stacked, right? You got Nick Smith, Darian Ford, Kalel, Kalel, Kalel The apostrophes always get me in the names, man. Kalel. And then Joseph Pinion, who we picked up. How do you like our, what do you think of Pinion's game? <laughs> so I'm a big fan of Pinion's game. I interviewed his high school coach and wrote a, wrote a piece on it and really dove into some film um, and his coach's opinions on, on his game and everything. And at the end of the day, he is he's a really unselfish kid almost to a fault, which mm. must will fix that. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he almost passed uh, his team out of a win um, because they were up big and he was trying to get all of his teammates to score. Um, oh. But that'll get fixed. You know, he's a guy who has great length. He's six six, potentially could grow to six seven or six eight, maybe. Um, we run. Can knock down the three. He can score at all three levels. You know, he can he can drive and finish at the rim. He can hit a mid range jumper. He can create space and hit from the outside. I mean, he is just really a, a really good basketball player and a really good pickup who I think will really move up in the rankings uh, in the near future. He's right at about around 100 on the Rivals database, maybe maybe behind 100. Um, but I fully anticipate him to keep moving up. Um, I, I, I view him as a top 50 prospect. Wow. Um, I really think he is just, just a fantastic basketball player. Uh, my player comp for him would be Gordon Hayward. Ooh. Nice. So what do you so what do you think about Nick Smith and Darian Ford? I know Nick Smith is probably going to be a high five star by the time he's a senior. What do you? That's the uh, that's the common thinking is that Smith is going to be a five star potentially go to a blue blood and all that sort of stuff. And there there is a lot of uh, warrant to that. I mean he's he's a very good basketball player. He does have some blue blood interest. Um, but yeah, he's one of those guys who his game is really smooth. Mm. He's not gonna kill you with athleticism. He's not going to 
necessarily flash or anything, but man, it just looks good. It, it's it's very smooth. He's efficient. He can he can drive to the lane. He can he can hit outside shots. Okay, he's not gonna dominate by by uh, knocking down a ton of outside shots. But I mean, he he's got a shot. Yeah, um, right. Good defender and, and all that sort of stuff. You know, um, I haven't caught up on his film as much as I have. Penyon and Ford, but from what I saw, yeah, it's a very smooth game and just still a good player, obviously. So uh, yeah, so five star right now. So you would say like if you were like to call it right now, obviously we're probably like a year away before he'd commit. But would he? Would you say he's not? He'd probably go to like a Kentucky or a Duke or a somewhere like that or Kansas maybe. I can't really answer because he's been keeping it really quiet, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that it's still pretty open. Cool. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, by the time it's hit time for him to so- to decide, we we will probably be a blue blood. Yeah, I mean, we'll have won a national championship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, I guess well, I'll ask at the end. Yeah. And then Darian Ford, before we kind of go into our last question. Probably the most physically imposing high schooler I have seen. He, I mean, as far as basketball goes. Um, he is going to be the most physically ready freshman uh, to be on Arkansas's campus for basketball since... Goodness, I guess Ricky Scott is as close as I can come to as far as size and just bulkiness and strength. Um, I mean, he's 6'4", 200 pounds right now. He's young. He's a junior in high school. He still has a whole, uh, pretty much a whole two years to still play high school basketball. Um, He is one of those guys with an incredible work ethic. He will outwork anybody in the gym. Um, Again, you know, uh, decent outside shot, really good playing downhill. Uh, really physical um, with the game. He'll out-physical anybody, especially any guard that tries to defend him. Um, again, another game that doesn't necessarily look pretty. Um, he looks like a, a football player that's a really good basketball player. Um, so, yeah, he's just... He, he'd be a really good kid as well. Uh, great size, good point guard instincts, um, which is... I, I was talking to uh, someone about this the other day where Darian Ford is similar to Kayvon Allen except with better point guard instincts. Mm, wow. Hey, and if it doesn't work out for him, he can always just play... Uh, Barry Odom will find a spot for him. Yeah. Play him at free safety. Yeah. Play him Catalan. Yeah. Kind of even out the height a little nice. bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, of, of these guys... Um, I guess like scores rankings aside, who would you most want to get? And we'll take uh, uh, Pinon or Pinon, however you pronounce it, out of it uh, since he's already technically committed. Um, I or you can include him if you want. Uh, who who would you most want to get from the state of Arkansas in that class? Man, that's tough. You're putting me in a bind here. <laughs> I guess as a fan, um, and not as a reporter, but as a fan, I would say Ford. Right. Why is that? 
I just I really like his game. I love the physicality. I love his work ethic. Mm. Good. You'd love to hear it. Uh, any other any other uh, closing recruiting thoughts? We only really talked about one class, so yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so there's still I believe there's still, I get so confused with the the roster spot availability with the the graduate transfer additions and mm-hmm. the elig- eligibility extension now that the NCAA just granted. So I think there's still one spot left in the 21 class. I'm like 99 percent sure there is. Um, oh, nice. And I think that. Uh, Trey Alexander is a good prospect for that mm. spot. Like it, love that. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good get. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, two questions. The first I I thought of during this. Um. So head to head battle. Uh. Strictly Twitter. Um. Who has a better Twitter game, Muscleman or Jimmy Witt? Mmm. It's a good one. Who or Jimmy Witt? Uh, Coach Musselman. Oh, uh, Muss. Yeah, there's no question. I'll put. I'll say Muss has the best Twitter game out of most anybody. Wow, that's. I mean, okay. Even Lane Kiffin. Ooh, Muss or Lane Kiffin. Well, it's just two different types because you got Muss who's going in and like producing music videos and all this other stuff, and Kiffin's just trolling a lot um they both get a ton of interactions they both get a lot of funny interactions um i still gotta go with bus though uh, okay so bus can be petty too there was there was that uh that exchange i don't remember i think it was in the middle of last season or over the off season with uh kim english at mizzou yeah mm, i remember that so must can definitely be petty too i so. love that yeah okay so say so, uh, in a world, imagine Muss and Lane Kiffin getting some kind of Twitter beef. Uh, who would win, bias aside? I just don't think either would, would take a loss. I just don't think either would acknowledge a loss. And I also don't think that mm. anybody would... I don't think any any sort of comment would ever be received poorly by the public. It would just be a back and forth yeah. that everybody would love to watch. So it would just be never-ending. It would just continue on forever. It would be a never-ending cycle of Twitter beef between Lane Kiffin and Eric Musselman, and it would be glorious. I kind of want it now. Yeah. Honestly, I might tag them both in a tweet and say, like, hey, Muss, uh, Lane Kiffin called you short. Yeah. Um, And then just let let them go at it. Uh, Okay, so here's here's our hard-hitting question. Literally. Um, Yeah, literally. Ryan, why don't you ask it? Yeah, so this is an important question. Would you say this is... This is a very important yeah. question, I think. If you were to, say, <clears throat> retire from the reporting game and decided to say wrestling, right? Right. What would you? What would your wrestler name be, number one? Number two, who would be your dream matchup? Huh. It, you can specify WWE. Yeah, my fault. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, so I'd definitely be WWE. Probably go by the uh, ring name Big Fella Jax. Look <laughs> <laughs> how quickly you had that. You've thought and, about this, haven't uh, you? This little dream journal. <laughs> He's thought of this. Probably uh, go up against The Rock. Ooh. Ooh. 
bring him back from from the oh, movie yeah. gig. Bring Have him. You seen him. He is still just in such great shape. He really he's is. Insane. He looks better now than he did when he was actually wrestling. Yeah, he kind of does. It's because of all the videos he does. I think every time he posts a video, he gets stronger. Yeah, and they're all like V-neck sweaters, so you yeah. can like see the top of his pecs. They're all like, okay, this is like an XL sweater, but you make that look like it's a small. Yeah. But well, did you see like two or three weeks ago where he literally broke down with his bare hands his mechanical gate to his house? No. <laughs> so, I'm going to look you know this up. How, like, very rich people uh, in Hollywood sure. have big long driveways with like brick walls and yeah. they have one of those really big like cast iron gates yeah his broke his, his controller broke or so, something happened where it wouldn't open and he needed to get out for, for a taping or something so to work he out. just decided to rip it off with his bare hands I didn't have 45 minutes to wait is what he said yeah Wow. So you think so your dream matchup is him. Um you really want to you really want to do that? Um I just think it's an opportunity I I would not pass up. I think mm. I think it would just be too fun uh not to do. Right. Too many memories uh, if if I could remember anything after it. Yeah. If I had to choose honestly, I would rather get beat up by the rock than not get beat up by the rock. That's fair. I mean honestly though. Uh, well, Jackson, um, <clears throat> I, I wish you the best of luck in your dream quest to fight the rock. Um, and we really, going to happen now. Now that we talked about it. Yeah. Well, happen. he'll hear this. Right. You can just yeah. talk to Aaron Torres. Aaron Torres yeah. probably knows somebody in that realm. Uh, yeah. he can get you plugged in, you know, or we can, since yeah. we're on the same, we have the I'm same amount of listeners. Podcast is like one of the most well-known out there. Why right. Would I be doing it? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'll. We can put them in a group text, all, yeah. all four of us. Well, and then, sweet, I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. I mean, he was in Bentonville once, so. Um, all right, so, yeah, we, we appreciate you coming on. Um, looking forward to uh, the rest of the football season. Um, we'll close off with what is your prediction for the score this weekend? Mm. Mm, okay, so I'm going to say... 20-17, to 17, Arkansas. Wow. It's a tight game. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it should be. It, it probably it will, will be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jackson. It's going to be a defensive matchup. Yeah. Yeah. How many picks do you think uh, our defense gets? Or turnovers? We'll say turnovers. I think our defense forces three turnovers. I think it's probably going to be a fumble wow. and two interceptions. Dang. Kellamond has been careless. Yeah. All right. JC, we appreciate it. I'll uh, I'll see you on Twitter at the very least, um, and uh, yeah, we wish you well. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Thanks, man. Sounds good, Gannon. Thanks so much, you guys. See ya.